The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not subject us to the final test. The Gospel of the Lord. Has anybody ever seen or experienced pressure to be somebody you're not? To act in a way that you'd really rather not? Has anybody here ever experienced the desire to do something or say something or try something, but you stopped because you were worried about what people might think? That complicated and confusing first reading that we heard is about that. It's about exactly that. There was a problem in the church that St. Paul is writing to where a group of believers was beginning to set down what was right and what was good. And they were the popular ones. And they were the wealthy ones. And they were the ones who had all the status. And they began insisting you have to do like we do. You have to pray like we pray. You have to practice exactly like we practice. And the practicing and the praying and the speaking that they were talking about was becoming very self-centered and very intolerant, where they began accusing those who were different as being not good enough. And it was creating real problems in the church. And this was beginning to spill over out of the church to which St. Paul was writing to other places, where these groups were defining themselves as saying, we're the better ones, and you're not. And they were doing it around some of the older Jewish practices but the issue was really this idea of, I'm better than you. And I know the right way. And people began setting themselves up as, I can tell you how to live. Forget what you learned from the church. Forget what you heard from Jesus. We know what we need to do. And they were so strong and so powerful that even some of the important leaders in the church began to get nervous. They would visit communities and they were worried about what people were thinking of them. 
and they began to be hesitant to sit with certain people and to meet with certain people because of these other ones who said, don't pay attention to them. Now, these issues are not anything new. Even in the church 2,000 years ago, there was a struggle with these kinds of things. And so St. Paul is writing from the standpoint of being the guy who has to stand up and say something about that. And so he has people saying things about him, too. And he has people telling him, why don't you just do what we do, and everything will be better for you? And St. Paul's answer to that is, no, it won't, because it won't be real. I'll be living some kind of fake life just because I'm worried about what you think of me. I'll be living some kind of fake life because I'm worried that you're going to say something about me. I'm not going to be able to do good to certain people because you don't like them. And so Paul's answer was, I didn't sign up for that. Jesus didn't call me for that. He didn't call me to live a life where I'm afraid of what you think of me. He called me to do what's right. And I'm going to be about doing it. And Paul said he even had to go to some of the apostles and remind them of that. And not because they were bad guys, but because they were giving in in a certain weakness to that insecurity of what the people they grew up with were saying and thinking. And Paul saying, is that what you're going to be about? About that? Changing because of what the guy down the street says? Living a certain way? Because somebody you don't even know all that well has a strong opinion? Is that what you're going to do? Or wouldn't you like to do something better? You know, that this letter from St. Paul is not in the Bible by accident. The Holy Spirit, who you're going to receive again at confirmation, put this letter there. Because this is still something everybody struggles with. This is still something that everybody knows sooner or later. And it's in this letter where St. Paul talks about that real freedom of being able to live and move toward the goodness that God has given us. And that's what being free is. And that the opposite of freedom is being afraid. Being afraid of what somebody thinks. Being afraid of what somebody's going to say being afraid of making a mistake and being embarrassed. All of these things that when they take hold of our hearts, stop us from really living. And so here it is that St. Paul is beginning to call the church and remind the church, that's not what we're about. And that's not why Jesus died for us. Rather, he died and he gives us his spirit so that our hearts can learn to be free. And we need the help of his spirit because there's so many 
who don't want us to be free in the real way, in the right way, in the good way. So it's a beautiful, beautiful letter. It's sometimes when we're sitting in church and we hear the words of the scripture, they're mysterious and we have no idea what's going on. But when we take some time and look deeper into them, we see that they're almost, they're always speaking about some aspect of life that we do know. And this is connected to what St. Paul is speaking about relates directly to what we heard in our gospel, where Jesus' disciples see him praying. And now note the difference. Paul is writing about Christians who are laying the gospel aside because they're watching what somebody else is doing. And now in our gospel, we see the importance of watching what Jesus is doing so that we learn from him. And the disciples see Jesus praying, and as he's praying, they see how that prayer produces his goodness. And they see how that prayer produces the great works that he does. And they see how that prayer is a source of strength for him. And they look at themselves and say, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't have that. So what they're really saying to Jesus is, share your prayer with us. Teach us to pray like you pray. And the surprising thing is how simple the answer Jesus gives is. He doesn't tell them to memorize really long things. He doesn't give them something really complicated to do. He says, start with something really simple. Turn to God and say, Father. Because when you call God Father, you're saying something about yourself. When you call God Father, you're naming yourself his son or his daughter. And that says something great about you too. Turning to God and speaking that way reminds us who we really are. And then the Lord says, as he continues with the prayer, everything flows from that. Hallowed be your name. May I honor your name in my heart. Because that, that will always remind me who I really am, too. Note how it works. The more we know God, the more we know the best of ourselves. And then he says, well, your king, may your kingdom come and your will be done. And when the Lord says that, it's a reminder to the apostles that you have to do something. If we want God's kingdom to come, somebody has to do his will. And that would be us. But as we look and we say, may I learn to do your will, we also say, can I get the help I need every single day to do it? That's what give us our daily bread means. And I'm going to make mistakes. And so I want you to forgive me. And I know you will. And I don't want to be angry. And I don't want to hold things against everybody else. So teach me to do that too. The person who can say that prayer and begin to live its words 
is the person who will live a really holy, a really good, and a really happy life. That's the strength out of which St. Paul is speaking. I know who I am, and I honor it in my heart. And I know what I need to do. I need to live the gift I've been given. And I know that I have someone who will help me do that. What a marvelously simple prayer. And note how it's not just words to say. It's a way to live. A simple way. And the best ways are usually pretty simple. Jesus gives a simple answer that's really deep. We're the ones who make things really complicated and then we don't get anywhere. And so we have here the basic truth. Remember who you are. Honor it and be about living it. Because again, the sacrament that you're preparing for, confirmation, that's what that's for. It's not simply that you're a full member in the church and all these other things we use to describe it, which are all true. In the end, it's really about being the person God made you to be, living the good life that he calls you to. And that really is the greatest of things. And the Lord does that because he is saying, you're worth my going to the cross. And there's a greatness in you that I will give you because I believe in you that much. That's one of the first things that's confirmed in the sacrament, how much the Lord believes in you and sees your life as being capable of real and even great goodness. Think about that. That's what God says about you. Don't sell them short. Because in just a couple minutes, you're going to come forward and think about what's going to happen. You're going to stretch out your hands. And Jesus is going to give you himself. And when he does that, he's saying, I am giving myself to you. And that's how much I trust you. I trust you with me. I trust you with the best. And he wouldn't say that if he didn't think you were capable of living the best. Everything we do, the sacraments we celebrate, the prayers we say, is at the service of reminding ourselves of that and then receiving the help we need to go and live that. And that really is an enormously great thing. Amen.